welcome to the Emerald Games Cast episode 22. My name is Nolan. With me is... I'm Janelle. And... I'm Alex. And we're back. It's April 14th as of recording. I don't know when this will come out, listener. <laughs> Why don't you email us what day you're listening it to? And, uh... <laughs> five years from now. Five years from now. And it's... It's week two of Emerald Games Cast special quarantine recorded in our bedrooms edition. How are you guys doing? I have a cough. It's kind of scary. I know it's allergies. I know that logically it's allergies, but um, I'm convinced every day I'm dying of the COVID nineteen virus. So how are that, you doing? That'll Alex? happen. Yeah. I uh, the the earth was so vile with its allergies when I was in Eugene that it made it so my doctor was like, you need to get the hell out of Dodge and like go back home. So I am back at my home in a little suburb outside of Portland where when I keep my window open for a couple hours I'll get a little I'll get a little sneeze and a little scratchy in the throat but if I was to do that in Eugene I would just die I would perish because there's so much we grass should definitely assure the audience that uh it's not contagious to listen to our podcast well it is, is if safe. you if you're actually this to is the perfect way laughter. to simulate that you're getting to hang out with your friends because none of us can do that yeah uh, if you can't afford the Final Fantasy VII remake, this is a great way to simulate being in a downtrodden city where you can't afford property and you can't go outside without danger. You have to wear a mask because the earth is so polluted and toxic. <laughs> okay, yeah. Speaking of that, the Final Fantasy VII remake is out, finally. It's been, <laughs> like, when when did this game announce? Was it? Was it? Uh, technically... Uh, during the launch of the PS3, they said that they were going to remake it. The first the time F- we got 100% confirmation that this game was real was in, 20- I want to say 2012. I think it was 2015. That would probably make more sense, but... I think I remember, I remember, okay, unless there was previous confirmation before that trailer where it was the long shot of Midgar that pulled down onto Cloud's Buster Sword, um... Because if I remember right, I think it was the same year that they announced Shenmue 3. And also, uh, God, what else was it? Was it? A couple it Shadow years... of the Colossus? It was a couple years after they announced uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, which is right. why it took so long. is because Nomura decided that Kingdom Hearts 3 is what he wanted to work on. Or Disney, whoever's in charge over there. Okay, okay. But yeah, in any case, though, it's been a million years coming. It's finally out. And... Unfortunately, we have not been able to play it because um, I, I guess none of us have just gotten on the purchase yet. Is anyone here planning to play it anytime soon? Once I beat Absolutely. the original. But bought... in... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, we bought the original one like in January to play and just haven't finished it yet. But I'm the only person left on this planet who doesn't know any of the things about Final Fantasy VII, like the big things. So I really want to get the original experience before I play this one. Absolutely. I'm with you on this. I actually never played this game. Um, But I've been keeping an eye on a mod called the Remako Edition. Um, It is the original game. So if you have the the file on Steam or whatever, and it's a mod that uses AI upscaling on all of the uh, textures and models and makes it look just absolutely gorgeous. Um. It's in beta as of this recording, but he did, the guy recently did come out with a post that's saying, oh, we hope to get this done by the time you beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. So <laughs> hopefully in the next couple days, weeks, month, uh, we'll get that, that really nice AI upscaled uh, remake. Um, cool. But yeah, I haven't bought it yet because in the immortal words of uh, Barrett, can't you see the planet is dying? <laughs> so I haven't really... you got better things to do, like I've been a little buy... preoccupied, yeah. An N64 on Craigslist or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's actually interesting to to come at the angle of Final Fantasy VII Remake from uh, the angle of wanting to play the original game first in advance, because I think we knew for quite a while that the game, and listener, if you don't know, Final Fantasy VII Remake is like the first 30% of the game or something. It's the first disc of the original uh, put into a game that uh, reportedly is larger than the entirety of the original game. Yes, I've heard that they beefed it up quite it. a bit. Yeah. But it's it's 
starting to sound more and more like, and I've avoided spoilers, so I don't know the details of this, but it's starting to sound more and more like this is actually a Final Fantasy VII reimagining. Apparently, Tetsuya Nomura has gone a little wacky with plot changes and... Ch- Nomura? And hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you suggesting that Nomura might <laughs> include some wacky plot devices in his video games, such as Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts? But this is like the golden child of video games. It it seems sacrilegious to me to alter the plot of Final Fantasy VII outside of translation updates and clarity changes. I mean, like the cool thing about Final change. Fantasy VII now, especially, is that you can play it on everything, everywhere. The original game isn't dead, and it might be dated to some people, so that's why they came up with this remake. But... I don't have a problem with them experimenting with things like that, you know? I can definitely see why it would be kind of a bummer to people who are huge fans of the first one. And I do agree that it feels a little bit sacrilegious, but it's a remake. It's not a remaster, right? Absolutely. So I think you know that's the big difference. You know what? I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to Maverick here and, and pivot into one of our topics. And that is another beloved mm. game that is getting a remake. Um, oh, voice oh. Um Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is confirmed hey. to be getting a remake. The fan-favorite Resident Evil franchise starring Leon Kennedy and the, the president's daughter in Spain or wherever <laughs> going on um, adventures. Samantha America Strand. <laughs> Samantha America Stranding, please. That's Stop right, listeners. Name. We in the news now. It's the news. It's the yeah. little jingle. The da 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 I think every single week we make the joke, we need this jingle, and then you do that sound. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay. Hey, that yeah. that is the jingle. The we need the jingle is is the first measure. Can of we start the a Patreon to get a soundboard so Nolan doesn't have to make the noise with his mouth anymore? Are you are you trying to imply that I'm embarrassing myself? No, Please not, not yourself. You clearly feel no shame. But oh god. Um, if we meet our two million dollar stretch goal, we'll buy another soundboard. Yeah. As backup, if we meet we'll just stack them on top of each other. Maybe we can put like drinks goal. on it or whatever. If we meet the three million dollar stretch goal. We'll do like that uh, pirate radio station from the 70s and buy a yacht and broadcast from international waters so that nobody can tell us what we can and can't say. Ooh, and yes. anyone, and right. anyone who pays $55 or more will get one slice of this giant Gooigi cu- cutout that's right next to my desk. You're going to cut it all up into slices. Of... <laughs> yeah, someone can have his nose. Someone can have I thought we were going to say one slice of the yacht. Spring the villager- villagers. Uh, sorry, L- listeners, I meant listeners. Let's call them villagers now. Let's call them villagers. You guys yeah. want to be villagers from now on? villagers. But in any case, I haven't played Resident Evil 4, but I've been really? wanting to. Yeah. I've never beaten yeah. it, but I've played a decent chunk of it. It's real good. Um, it's okay. really good. It's real, yeah. real good. Um, but what's weird about this to me is that, you know, obviously this is coming off the heels of uh, Resident Evil 3, which just came out, the remake. And then the remake of Resident Evil 2, which came out, what, like, last year, two years ago, maybe? Um, Last uh year. Last year. These were both uh, PS1 games with a fixed camera angle, um, and they did something interesting. They took the Resident Evil style of gameplay, where it's kind of, like, over the shoulder, and you have the famous Resident Evil tank controls, and kind of remade them and rebuilt them. Uh, And so those games still exist, but this is a new, interesting way to play them. How can Mm -hmm. you change or improve Resident Evil 4? Oh, my question. oh, Alex, let me tell you how, because we don't know what they're going to do to the game specifically, but I think it would interest you to know that development is being led by a studio called M2. I heard of which this, yes. is founded by the former head, Tatsuya Minami, of Platinum Games. Hmm. Yes, yes. And listener, if you know anything about Platinum Games, you would instantly connect that name to the action game genre. Uh, specifically the character action genre. I would not say that Resident Evil 4 is a shoe-in for that genre. It but won't there be. Are enough, but there are enough connections in... in well, I mean, Hideki Kamiya, who is the ch- current president of uh, Platinum, directed Resident Evil 2, right? Right. So it's not like it's out of the question. They've had weird relations with Capcom because Platinum's team came from Capcom after some... Uh, they got like laid off or their their division Clover got eliminated, I think it was. And this studio is a combination of former Capcom and former Platinum employees. So this is sort of a carrying the torch in, in a similar manner. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, though, I would love to see uh, Platinum get friendly with Capcom again. There's a lot of IPs I'd like yep. them to touch mm-hmm. again. 
Beautiful um, Joe and Okami are right there. No one's doing anything with them. I guess what I'm saying is I wouldn't necessarily expect this remake to fundamentally alter the way that Resident Evil 4 is played in the way that Resident Evil uh, 2 and 3 have been by Capcom because Resident Evil 4's gameplay is uh it's a it's a little bit too it's too finely tuned there's not really a change that you can do without really i think changing the spirit of the game and and i know that it might not be agreed on by everyone but i believe the changes made to resident evil 2 and 3 while they did change the presentation of the game i don't feel that the spirit was altered Mm. but the clunky uh standstill while you shoot kind of gimmick in resident evil 4 combined with this sort of skill-based like locational shot and everything that that game has a very the more you play it the better you get at, at manipulating its systems vibe that i don't really see what you could do to change but i do see that someone like the former head of platinum could really tune even further to make into something that you'd want to replay like over and over and over sure but here's like, my thing in. right is that I'm not, obviously, I don't think we can agree on, well, okay. Two, Resident Evil 2 and 3 are, are dated by a modern standard, right? Yeah, they are, yeah. you could not give this to the average, you know, it's, it's, let's say someone has a PS4 and they just play like AAA releases. If you gave this to someone, they'd get bored and frustrated and shut it off, right? Resident Evil 4 still works, I think. Like that game, like it is literally the basis of what the remakes of 2 and 3 were based off of, right? So like... Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you tweak that if it's not like just graphical improvements? Um, mm. Because then it should just be a remaster, right? That would make sense. Maybe they'll go light on the remake. I don't know. It's, no, it's... I don't. I don't think so. I think the the difference between remaster and remake to me doesn't involve changing the formula. It it involves uh, remaking from the ground up versus upscaling. And I don't know if that is quite the correct parlance. But to me, like the I don't mean, Janelle, maybe you disagree, but, like, the remake of Medieval mm-hmm. that we played, would you consider that a ground-up remake? Because, like, they didn't change anything about the game. Yeah, no, they didn't really change much at all. Or, like, the Shadow of the Colossus remake from 2018. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's not, they didn't they didn't change the game, but they did remake it from, from scratch. I feel like um, that's the way to approach Resident Evil 4. Um... I, would, I would think so, too. Because there's, like... A remaster and a remake of Shadow of the Colossus, and I think the mm-hmm. remaster is literally just the PS2 game in 1080p without fuzz, yeah. which I'm assuming this is not going to be. Yeah, but Resident Evil 4 has aged spectacularly well, um, so I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how that gets adapted, um, and if we'll see anything of that. I know that a lot of people really want a uh, Code Veronica remake, which no one played because it was a Dreamcast exclusive, but that is supposed to be. Hmm the true Resident Evil 3. Resident Evil 3 came about because they had a licensing deal with Sony where three games had to be exclusive. But the story, that's why that's why Resident Evil 3 is like a weird side story that is kind of short and a lot of people don't like. Um, but that's why Resident Evil 3 happens like completely inconsequentially to everything in 1 and 2. If that makes hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. It does. I yeah. did not know that. What about Resident Evil 0? What's the deal with that? Do you know? I don't. I'm not a Resident Evil oh. expert. I just know okay. that people like Code Veronica for that reason. Did you play Resident Evil 2? Did you do you like the remake direction? I did. Yeah, I never beat it. Um I'm I'm a big scared scaredy boy. Um but mm-hmm. I did really enjoy what I played of it. Yes. Janelle, I know I know you were big on Resident Evil 7, right? I love 80% of Resident Evil 7. That game's phenomenal. The things I dislike the most about it though are the most Resident Evil parts of that game. You know, this is kind of a tangent, but how do you guys feel about Resident Evil going first person? I know that I heard there's rumors um, that the eighth game will be a continuation of that, not necessarily confirmed or substantiated. But mm. would you be upset if this continued to be a first person franchise for a while? No, no, I, love no, that. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat Resident Evil likes to take uh, experiments and take risks. I appreciate that. I'd rather do that than be stale. Um, even if we get a couple clunkers along the way, then we'll get some really interesting ideas coming out of it. Um so no, I don't have a problem yeah. with it. Yeah. I'm down with that. I'm looking forward to Resident Evil 4. I, I almost I almost bought the PS4 one like two months ago, and now I'm glad I didn't, because <laughs> I probably probably wouldn't have finished it anyways. Am well, I... apparently the Wii port is the best one, so. What was that, Janelle? Did I dream this, or was there something about a Resident Evil 8 like announcement or a, a something? Was, was there something, or am I crazy? I think they it announced was, it, was... it in the same press release, yeah. 
Did they? Yeah. Yeah, but there's there's not been any like there's no title card or trailer okay. or anything. Okay. It's just all we like, know is hey, we're still yeah. We're st- it's like Metroid Prime Four. Right. It's like hey, we're, we're making it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, but the difference what? is, I think this game will actually come out at some point. Remember oh. when EA announced uh, that Star Wars game with just going oh, bring, bringing the mic to one of the devs sitting in the front row at E3, and he was like, "We're making a Star Wars game." Oh yeah, <laughs> hey! yeah that was that was a nightmare. I can't believe they didn't came even out have so like well. a title card. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Should, you know what? Capcom should do that with every game from now on. Why they not? could pull a Square Enix and then announce it and then start working on it a year after they announce it and finish it, what, like five years later. And the thing about, uh, uh, to circle back to Final Fantasy VII, this is only 30% of the original game, and yet I've heard that it is uh, a complete roller coaster in terms of quality. Apparently, like, one floor of a building will have complete textures, and the second floor of the building will have PS1-level textures. And it's just... uh, I guess, like, one of the skyboxes is a, a a clear JPEG that you can see the low resolution oh in, and it, even, and, it, and it even distorts at the edge if you turn the camera to the edge of the skybox. It sounds like it's a mess. Like, I, I want to play it because it's the big thing that's out right now and because it's a big deal, but I also kind of really love the memory of us waking up at, like, 5 a.m. to go sit in line at PAX too early and then, like playing the demo in a tiny creepy little train station that they made and i God, could leave it with that was so good it was really, really good and i don't really want to taint that memory with a buggy game so we'll see i guess how, how about how about we make a pact that in 2042 when all six parts are released <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll marathon them Fair. Yeah. There yeah. we go. We'll, we'll stream it, it on. Um... Well, I'll probably be busy with the Resident Evil 9 remake by then. Everyone will be moved oh, on from Cloud and <laughs> hanging out with Zidane and his friends. Of course. Oh, um, man. There was one thing I wanted to mention really quick because I wanted to mention it at the beginning, and I feel like if I mentioned it oh, at yeah. the end, that would be sketchy. That'd be weird. One of our pals and listeners messaged us this last week to let us know that we got some facts wrong in our last episode. We said some things about um, the GameStop layoffs and Reggie being associated with those, maybe. Turns out he doesn't actually start working with GameStop until May. So we were wrong. In none no of blood on Reggie's fault. hands. No blood on Reggie's hands. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, Reggie. Sorry, I know that that's a Venn diagram. That's big, one big circle that you're two, the two groups are one and the same. But mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, but, you know, you. we don't want to misrepresent yeah. our friend Reggie, if he's a May. Of course. Right. All right, let's yeah. let's get back to the news in order now. Um, yeah, bring us bring us to our next story, Alex. There's a fifth PlayStation coming out. Woo! They just keep pumping those puppies out, and we just recently it's real. was that? Yeah, yeah. We just yeah. recently uh, got to see the controller. They revealed it. No fanfare or anything on like a Tuesday morning. I think it was. Yeah, um, it, it, it was just, just like in the middle the of the day. Yeah, you know, just yeah. throw it up on the blog. Be like, here's the. They're calling it the Dual Sense. Ugh, yeah. Oh, I love nasty. that name. I love that name. name. It's a dirty name. Just call them controllers. Oh. I don't like no, it when, they, when they give them gimmicky names. Like, oh, it's it's the Joy-Con or it's the DualShock. Like, no, it's just Alex, call it the controller. You don't no. get it. Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, says that DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with the PS5. You would really have Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, call it a controller? Alex? Yeah, I would, especially because it looks, you know, PlayStation has the if it ain't broke, don't fix it style. This looks very similar to are the you PS4 saying this looks broke? What are you talking <laughs> about? I don't think no, it looks I'm saying it looks, like... <laughs> it looks... What? It, it's so similar. It's so similar. You know, it looks to me like the PS4 controller wrapped in, like, a third-party vinyl that you buy online. Like a skin. I think in the group chat you said it looks like it's wearing a jacket. I thought that was really cute. It does, yeah. It looks like it's wearing a coat. Yeah, because it like the, everything that isn't um, the new like white plastic just literally looks identical to the PS4 in every way, yeah. except for the lack of a home button. Seventy. They like rip. No, they ripped out a, an Xbox One controller and just sort of stuffed the the PS3 <laughs> inside of it, inside of its em- lifeless husk. It's like a crab in a in a shell. <laughs> All I wanted from this thing was for the light bar to stay, and it is, and that makes me happy. So I'm good. That's well, all I needed. Are you sure? Uh, because you seemed frustrated when this was revealed. It's two um, light strips instead I, of a light bar. Yeah, but those are light. That's true. Two small light bars. They emit light. My, my concerns with it are that um, uh, most 
controllers are made for male hands and are too big for a lot of women to use. And I'm worried about how massive this one looks because I genuinely think I will have a hard time using it. But mostly I couldn't figure out why I was put off by it, but I realized it's the lack of the like classic colors and the buttons. That really bothers me, but that's whatever. Not a huge thing, I guess. But I like it. I've grown to really like it. I um, like the two colors. The buttons look kind of dumb, but I think it looks good. I've grown to love it over okay, the past cool. couple days. I'm, I'm curious you, I'm to actually... see how you feel about it with your with your womanly hands and this masculine yeah. controller. You know? Yeah. I'm with you, though. I mean, I'm, I'm actually wearing my PlayStation shirt right now, and the logo on it has that nice yellow, green, blue, and red. Wait. Yellow? Oh, is it not yellow? Oh, I know it is yellow. It is oh, yellow. Oh, God. I, I just <laughs> assume that because he can't... I'm sorry. I just assume you can't ever see colors. I had to, like, turn around and check to see if he was right or not. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, I was, I've, I've, I've been playing Doom 2016, and I had the colorblind mode on, and... Look at this vibrant the... green setting. <laughs> yes, when I got to the portion in hell, it straight up, with, like, it, the game was green. And, I, and, I, and I, <laughs> I, 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 I played, like, an hour of the hell setting, and... Janelle was like, this kind of looks like that colorblind test you showed me. This is not right. And then I went and turned colorblind mode off and I was instantly just going, oh, that's (laughs) what it's supposed to look like. This is just like a small, a tiny little tangent. But I have been very emotional being stuck at home for the past few weeks and being worried about people. And there was this moment where we were talking about his colorblindness and he showed me some picture of like what it's supposed to look like or whatever. And I just started bawling and I was like, this looks like Fallout. Like, the problem looks like Fallout to and, you. This is so bad. what it would be like to li- live in a world where everything looked like Fallout 3. That'd be a nightmare. I know. That's and there what I, I am with like, and I got so anxious. And there I am with like sad, sad puppy eyes and I'm like, no, but it's just, I don't know any different. It's just what the world looks like to <laughs> me. It's, so, right it's okay. It's okay. I don't know what I'm missing. That was horrible. Now I have a weird. Now I have a weird taste in my mouth for Fallout Three right now. It's weird, man. I've always uh, had a weird taste in my mouth for Fallout Three. I'm not doing uh. this talk on this podcast. We'll start a podcast about how Fallout Three is actually the best Fallout game, and I won't hear otherwise. Okay. Listeners, right, send us your li- send us your detailed emails about why New Vegas is one of the greatest modern Western RPGs, and uh, we'll know and how Fallout Three is, a, is a, a grand misfire. And really just pepper Janelle's name in there and tell her how wrong she is over Red and over. Red is a I much really... more appealing color than green. Green is the color of grossness. Red is, like, vibrant and, like, full of life. Yeah, but... but it's new, not but, supposed but to be. It's is yellow. fallout. Yeah, yeah but it represents, yellow. like, a rebirth. Green is just <laughs> gross. I don't want to look at everything being green. I never... Look, listeners in Nevada, I'm sorry, but your state's fucking gross. It's ugly and it's bad and I don't want to see it hey. in a video game. <laughs> I'm sure you guys gorgeous. are fine, but I'm your sure. state sucks, and and I don't want to see a bunch of dirt. I'm not here for mm. that. In any case, I am here for this PlayStation controller yeah. because it has me so excited about what I think the PlayStation Five might look like, which is R two D two at this rate. Okay, is kind of <laughs> okay. Jokes aside, let's talk features oh, we were on this thing. Okay, we uh, excuse well, me. Okay, we don't because, joke here. Uh, Hideako, no, sorry, Hideako. Hideaki Nishino, senior vice president, who posted this, threw around some buzzwords in here. But I do think they're worth talking about uh, and and, uh, getting past the buzzwords in here. The biggest thing to me uh, on here... Well, actually, I'll say the biggest thing at the end. So so they're they're talking about replacing... (laughs) This one's kind of funny because it's a complete non-thing. They're saying they're getting rid of the share button and replacing it with the create button. But it does the same thing. But it's the same... (laughs) People, thing. I keep seeing people, like games journalists on Twitter, be like, that's so cool. I love that. What? I mean, hey, <laughs> it's we don't fun. know. Like, we don't know, but why is, like, them changing the word something to get so excited over? It's strange. I don't understand. I mean, because it. their job revolves around, like, marketing, right? So it's yeah, like, if you see a sure. cool piece of marketing, it's like, oh, that's a cool piece of marketing. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. So they've added a uh, built-in microphone array. Well, they call it a microphone array. I say it's a built-in microphone where you can you can go into party chat, I guess, without having a headset is the idea. So you can use your controller oh. as a microphone. Um, but there is still a headphone jack. There is still a headphone jack uh, that is not going away. But there's going to be like where the home button used to be. There is now a button that mutes your controller so that you won't have the microphone picking up your voice. 
I think that sounds really good for convenience. I also think this means that further and further we're slipping into all of our appliances having microphones on the front of them that are constantly on unless you opt out of them being on. Not that it matters much, but it is worth saying. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I would argue yeah. it matters, but yeah. Uh, in, in this household, we unironically use our Google Home because we're a bunch of shills. So, uh, oh my don't. god, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Now that I guess I can't that, judge I too hard. Like I keep my phone it, on my person. It, at I feel all like times. I'm hearing it exactly. outside of my. If I address and... it by its name, the AI will respond to me. So that was happening in one of my Zoom classes yesterday. Somebody kept trying to say something, but her phone kept thinking she was saying Siri, and that was <laughs> that was a weird moment. But um. What else is in this new controller? Uh, the biggest one to me, uh, the most exciting, is adaptive triggers. Which, if you don't know what adaptive triggers are, basically, uh, they're going to be triggers that incorporate haptic feedback. So, for example, um, if you the example they use in the press release is that if you were, say, pulling the trigger to ready a bow in a bow and arrow, that the pressure required to depress the trigger would increase and add some sort of vibration and haptic feedback to simulate the tension of the string or like maybe if you're driving uh they say uh a variety of powerful sensations you'll feel when you play such as the slow grittiness of driving a car through mud stuff like that so uh this to me sounds like their response to um hd vibration from the switch uh, but which is weird because even the Switch isn't embracing HD Rumble anymore. Like, well, games don't I mean, like, use it, and if, their newest model doesn't have it. But if they can do something with that, that could be pretty interesting. I mean, if you sure, could kind yeah. of change the tension on a trigger, you could you could do some pretty interesting stuff with that. Um, or at least developers that are looking for unique ways to take advantage of it could. Alternatively, it could be a complete gimmick that gets used in the first year and a half of launch titles and then dropped like that's kind of what ended up happening with like the wii u you know with mm -hmm. the screen they just kind of someone pops in and they they give a big push for developers to take advantage or the vita too had a, had a touchpad on the back of the vita it got used in like 10 the games to, on to the any good the effect controller on uh the ps4 same idea oh yeah it, it, it it's basically a button now i mean you just push it and that's all and nobody uses yeah. it for actual touch um but I remember back when the PS4 first launched, like, did anyone, did anyone here play Infamous uh, Second Son? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. You the... remember how you would turn your controller sideways mm -hmm. and you'd shake it like a spray can? Yeah. And then you would push the trigger like you were pushing the tab on a spray can and you would use the gyro controls to, like, do graffiti? And it's super cool and no other game has done anything they like used that that the I know of. They used the controller speaker to make the rattling sound that those cans make. So there's all kinds of stuff that developers can do i feel like at a certain point they just decide it's not worth doing actually the last of us on ps4 also when your flashlight uh burns out you have to shake the controller and hit it a couple times to make the battery fall back into place mm -hmm. stuff like that i know it's gimmicky personally i like that stuff yeah. i know people hate that stuff a lot of them i like it i'm a fan um rereading their press release i realized that my one concern about the size was actually addressed in this and i feel like a dunce for not rereading this oh, really? but it specifically addresses trying to make it feel smaller than it looks so oh. well that's the perfect controller i guess yeah yeah we'll have to see oh, yeah. you have it yeah. it says we changed the angle of the hand triggers and also made subtle updates to the grip there you and go. an improved battery life which is my biggest complaint with the dualshock 4 so this is good this looks i'm glad it's not just me good. that thing does not last long no not really oh yeah and I thought that was just par for the course, but like when the Switch came out, the Pro Controller, I don't charge that thing for two weeks at a time. I swear. Yeah. It's it's incredible. So Same with the I Xbox One controller, can... actually. Like, and that thing uses AA batteries, and it lasts for forever. Yeah. Uh, you can turn the brightness of your light bar down. That that helps. It's at, it's at full blast if you don't adjust that setting, and that drains it quite a bit. But... That would make sense, yeah. Uh yeah, but Alex, that's the that's the PS5. Uh, do you want to talk about the next like thing that PlayStation is doing right now? We, I do. Yeah. yeah, bring us into the next story. All right, so uh, hopefully you're listening to this at home um, and finding something to do. But if you're if you're dying for something to do, um, PlayStation announced their Play at Home initiative. Um, and I think Janelle, you know more about this than I do. Did you want to talk about it or? Sure. Okay. I'll talk a little bit about it. Um. Okay. It 
had a lot of links to make things more clear, and I haven't looked at all of them, so I only know the very basic parts of it. But um, the thing that's, I guess, the most relevant to listeners is that they're offering some of their games for free for a little bit. The Uncharted Collection, Journey, some really good games, so that's exciting. But um, the more important thing is that they're setting aside $10 million to support their independent developers, which is really cool. Um, Did we say the name of the initiative? Yeah, it's the uh, yeah. Play okay. initiative. Yeah, but they really haven't said a lot of stuff. They've, they're saying that more information will be available soon. It was just a very basic announcement, but I think that's great. And I know, I think we talked about that a little bit, like indie devs having a hard time during this sometimes we Mm -hmm. talk about video game things not on the podcast and i don't know when we talked about them but in any case i think this is really good news for a lot of people especially considering that e3 isn't happening and they're not going to get some of the funding that they would if they had been able to go to these conferences and meet people so i think this is great yeah i'm curious to see how this is going to be implemented like will it be like like the equivalent of a government grant they have to like apply for it or yeah i think there is an application um um, participation criteria information will be made available soon. So okay, and 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 do, yeah. do they only get that if they're like a Sony exclusive? Or it opens up a lot of questions that I'm curious. Oh about. yeah, I still think it's totally. a really neat idea. Um, it says specifically to support our independent development partners. Yeah, so you might need to already be privileged enough to be part of Sony's umbrella um, to get a slice of this pie let me put my cynical goggles on what if this was always a thing that they had in store like oh we want to uh fund independent devs as games do but now they're using the coronavirus to spin this into a almost like a charity incentive so what honestly like they're still doing it i think that's what matters right sure i suppose that doesn't bother me i don't care that's fine uh the two games worth mentioning are uh so it's from april 15th to may 5th it is going to be the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection and Journey are both going to be free. Uh, and if you redeem them during that time, that you don't lose them when that time ends. It's mm. going to be just a freebie to, to pass And you off. should definitely Which, get those because Journey is arguably one of the best games ever made. Uncharted yep. is a game people enjoy. Uncharted's very good. Okay. Uncharted's, uh, skip the first one, start with two, enjoy two, because it's one of the best action games in the PS3. Play three, it's pretty okay. Uh, enjoy four. Four is incredible. It's luxury gaming. It's brilliant. It's luxury If you gaming. happen Play to it. be listening this to this uh, from Germany or China, in which ta- in which case, uh, Guten Tag and Nihau. Knack 2, baby! Yeah, you get Knack 2 instead of uh, Uncharted Collection for some <laughs> reason. Maybe... Ah, man, I, I I was gonna theorize, but I can't. I can't figure out why they would do that. Uh, violence, probably. Maybe. Oh yeah, Uncharted has many a gun. That might be it. Yeah. That could yeah. be a thing for China. There's probably also Nazi symbols in Uncharted because it's Indiana Jones. No, uh, no, no. Uh, I don't think so. I, oh, okay, not that I can okay. remember. It's uh, it's Indiana Jones, but contemporary. Sure, sure. Yeah. But well, you know either what? way, Actually, if you happen you know to have back. a German totally or Chinese is. account, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot. In the first Uncharted game, you do go into a U-boat and you're tracking lost Nazi gold. You're completely right. I totally forgot. Okay. That could be a big part of it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, so that's happening with PlayStation now. That's cool. Um, if you're considering yeah. getting a PS4, I don't think you need PS Plus to redeem these, right? No, no. I don't think so. If you're considering getting a PS5, I would definitely make an account and pick these up because I'm pretty sure they're going to be playable on your next console. So might as well snag a few free games while you can. Yeah. I will say it's kind of interesting because I don't know about Journey, but the Uncharted collection was free on PS Plus like two months ago. Journey was not too so, early long ago also, right? J- yeah, Journey yeah. was Journey was less than a year ago um, also. I'm not... I, I know that digital goods don't have a stock, so there's no there's no ulterior motive like or there's nothing there's nothing restricting them from basically lifting the gate of sale on any game like you could just literally flip a switch on like anything in the store and make it free right so i'm not saying this is some kind of like leftover stock type of deal but i wonder if there's some kind of business incentive to make free the games that were already free recently because you've already kind of like so many people already own these games that a couple more will be sweeping them up, but you're not going to be 
making a game free that would otherwise be garnering lots of sales. No, absolutely. That's that's 100% yeah. it. Because, like, you know, yeah. they're losing money by giving these games out for free, so why not lose yeah. a little less money because everyone already got it through PS Plus or already also owns it, games realistically, from like, because both of these They're also, games, like, yeah. six years old. Journey's, like, seven or eight years old now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even. Wow. Yeah. And the Uncharted Collection all came out on the PS3 and these reports, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, the Collection would be the newest one, but the other, yeah, Uncharted would be as far back as, like, 2007 or 8, even, maybe. Yeah, wasn't it a launch title? PS3? It might have been around that. It definitely feels like it. God damn, just, I swear <laughs> to God, skip Uncharted 1. It's not, it's not even, it's not great, but the trilogy's good if you start it to, uh, trust me. It's fun. You like shooting boys. You get to do a whole lot of that and some jumping. It's a video game. <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely it's a, a mid two thousands video game. Oh yeah, it is. Speaking of mid two thousands video games, have any, has anyone, have any of you ever played Cooking Mama? Hell yeah, nope. I have. I have not either, oh. Nolan. So, uh, or Janelle. Played the Janelle's hell out of that on my DS. You have Nolan? Yeah, I had that game on my on my original DS Lite. I oh wow, I played okay. the hell out of Cooking Mama. It's really fun. Okay, cool. I, I never mm-hmm. got around to playing it, but of course this is, I don't know if you could call it a cult classic, um, but people, it, it's it's an adored game, um, and we recently got one that came out on the uh, PS4 and Nintendo Switch, first time it's ever been not on a Nintendo platform, which is interesting, um, and then it kind of just, the day that it released, it got disappeared, it got pulled from store shelves, um, and the reason they claimed is because it was and from digital stores too yes yes uh and 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 also like like scrubbed from the developer's website and everything yep now the only place you can buy it is through the publisher's website um so as of right now the the idea well okay let's back up for a second no you wait but you 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 can't even buy it from the publisher's site it's just that it's the only place you can even find a passing mention of it but my understanding is you can buy it they put it back up but I'll double check. They on put that. it back up. Okay. But you can I don't. I don't believe it's on Amazon or any other storefronts, right? Um, yeah. But so you know, it's weird that this game came out with no fanfare and then disappeared with no fanfare, even though you know people really like the Cooking Mama franchise. Um, and apparently, according to I forget who it was, but uh, somebody came out and said that it was because it was uh, mining cryptocurrency on the back end <laughs> of your console. My understanding was that that was just a speculation and that nobody knows if that was actually well, what was happening or not, but that on. it had the capability of doing that. Hold on, hold on. Um, people said that it, it it is theoretically possible, and one thing that suggested this was that the Switch ran super hot, like to the point where it would need to shut down because it was overheating. Um, from, and from like a, from cooking mom. A, 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 a completely 2D game where you're just pushing buttons to chop shrimp. Up. Yeah, very, well, very cooking. basic. Do you graphics. guys not know how hot a stove gets? You're cooking That's true. in there. You can't take the heat, turn off the turn off the switch. But uh, it's it's a special mode where you where you put the pot on the back of your switch and boil water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just you just make a you can fry eggs on the back of it actually. Um, yeah, it gives them that bittering flavor that they put on all the cartridges. It's not great, but uh, you know. I mean, hey, it'd be in, it'd be in, it'd be in line with those like mid two thousands gimmick games on the DS that came out in Japan. Where yeah, I really they would. would be like, where like you point the camera at your face and it like lets you use it as a mirror for makeup or something. There was so mm. many. You should, yeah. I mean, look look into those, listener. There's some weird shit on the DS in in Japan. And the states too, right? Like one, a proprietary uh, feature in the 3D. There were a couple AR games that were really weird. Um, you had to, you had, you had, on the DS, you had to buy a cartridge to browse the internet. It was just like the internet browser <laughs> cartridge. And uh, in in Japan, they had uh, dictionaries. You could, because like pocket dictionaries are pretty popular and they're, they're double screen, like fold out, they're clamshell like that. So you could, and, you know, instead of spending 200 bucks on a pocket dictionary, you could spend 30 on a DS cartridge and you have your stylus for drawing in letters and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, that really kicked off a market. It's all kinds of weird crap. So, hey, Switch, there's a market there. There is. You. There is. Um, not <laughs> yeah. a market for Cooking Mama, Cookstar, though, because nope. that was removed. <laughs> um, but recently, there was a, uh, a developer who anonymously came forward and talked about it. And he said that, or they, I suppose I should say it, because they're anonymous. They said, quote, The statement about cryptocurrency was all buzzwords. 
the head of Planet Entertainment, which is the publisher, knows very little about these things. He just puts some fancy language to get potential investors <laughs> who like that stuff. And tell them it's got Bitcoin. They'll yeah, love so that. Yeah, they just, so they just lied about that. Um, as for the crashes and overheating, that would be because the game is made in Unity. Uh, but many people <laughs> working on their first game. Not the best product, but it made through vigorous reviews by Nintendo and Sony. There's no way crypto mining stuff could get through these tests. I doubt anyone at 1P, which is the uh, the dev studio, would even be able to make such a thing. I don't buy that for a second. There's, t- there's so much Unity trash out there from amateur developers that does not cause even mild overload on your computer. What the hell could they possibly have done on the back end of Cooking Mama Cookstar? There is a hot debate about that. There are people who are (laughs) trying to get their hands on a copy to tear into the game files and see if it is actually attempting to mine cryptocurrency or do other shady things on the back end of this game. Um, (laughs) Which would be wild if it was true. Um, What would it even be? It's not, like, it's not, you need, like, a lot of graphic graphics cards to get, like, a decent chunk of, of uh, crypto, to my understanding. The Switch would be the worst option yeah. for this. <laughs> Most people the Switch is not a powerful console. The internet. Most people will be playing it on the go. It won't even be connected to the internet to send any data back to the, to the servers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a weird story, um, and I'm really curious to see if they're going to patch it, or, like, fix it because another reason that it got pulled that he cited was or they cited was that they had a disagreement this was not the original dev team they had licensed it out so there were some falling outs between the original development team and this new team um so they were like they couldn't come to a compromise so they just ended up pulling it from the store um i'm curious to see if it will ever pop back up or get reworked somehow um hmm but yeah, I guess that's the story of uh, of Cooking Mama as of right now. <laughs> Is that maybe not mining cryptocurrency, definitely burning up your Switch, um, definitely pretty bad from what I hear. And another element uh, was that the developer attributed, that anonymous developer attributed the game's removal not to the technical problems, but to a legal dispute between the I want to say the Japanese publisher yep, and that's what I was saying. property yeah, yeah. owner uh, having a different direction than the developer, and so I guess you already went over that. I must have I must have forgotten that. My bad. No, you're but good. <laughs> very strange, very strange story. You know. Yeah. Also, you guys have any hot opinions about loot boxes? Absolutely, I do. They should be illegal. Give me your hot opinion about loot boxes, Janelle. They should uh, be illegal. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Janelle on this. Um, yeah. If not yeah. illegal, make it so that kids cannot get to them, right? And make that very clear. If only I wish there, was there was a system a way in to place do that. for this. Yeah, exactly, Janelle. <laughs> Why do you ask, Nolan? Well, because the ESRB, the, uh, what the hell does that stand for? Anyways, the, the, rating, the Internet, <laughs> Entertainment something, Software something Ratings board. board. Entertainment Software Ratings Board. They give the games the E.T., the M., the A.O., the ratings that you all know. That's my sick beat for the day. They've (laughs) been putting this notice on the bottom of games for a while, since April 2018, uh, marking games that have in-game purchases, uh, which would be like buying microtransactions or DLC. But now they are adding a little parenthetical at the end saying includes random items for games that are going to have loot boxes. Uh, or you know loot box adjacent things so it's not even it's not even in the same portion of the box where they list the things that that are attributed to the rating like like language and violence and sexual content it's like an entirely separate piece of the stamp that goes underneath it to mark whether or not it has loot boxes it kind of reminds me of like the app store or the google play store actually totally yeah. I mean, what do this, you guys think about this? I'm surprised it took this long, honestly. Like, this is yeah. something that's been needed for a very, very, very long time. And I'm just, I'm shocked that they're so behind on including that. But it's great. That should be known when you buy games. There's, oh, absolutely, I mean, yeah. I'm not going to be the one to talk about it because dozens of smarter people have talked about it. But, like, I'm sure we all know people who, like, have some experience with knowing somebody, at least, whose kids, like, bought 
a shit ton of things on some game that their parents handed them, right? Like, yeah, yeah. This is great. So, having this be a warning and making it clear that, like, hey, and the fact that like game developers have been pretty upfront with the fact that they're like using gambling tactics almost, mm-hmm. um, and then almost trying to fight to fight while trying to keep their image up to keep these in place is is super scummy. I'm glad that at oh, the yeah. very least, even if it's not like stopping them all together and like restricting it, that they're making it very clear that hey, this game is doing this, right? And then consumers can make their own choices as to whether or not they want that for their their kids or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had my mom and <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. I had my mom's credit card info on my Xbox 360 because oh, she no. put it in oh, to no. buy a game for me. And I went to download the demo of Battlefield 1943, and I accidentally bought the game. And I didn't even know. Quotes. No, I mean, I'm serious. I'm not. I'm not lying to you because I played like one match, and then I uninstalled it, thinking that I had done the deed. And I didn't know until a month later that my mom found out because she got her credit card statement, and she like was asking me what game I bought for $25. And I had to go back into my download history and figure out what the hell happened. And, I mean, heck, I kind of knew how to use an Xbox 360 dashboard. Uh, Imagine the kids that don't, and when they're not even on a storefront. I mean, I had to go to a storefront and accidentally select the wrong option. But nowadays, you can do that from within the game. So you could just order a bunch of... And in games that you wouldn't even be worried about that being a problem. Like in Devil May Cry 5, a completely single player game, you can buy uh, the game's equivalent to experience and skill points within the game. Um, and I mean, side note, I'm not, I don't reason, understand yeah. this whole idea about like selling in-game currency in single player games. That will never make sense to me. No. But I don't know, I don't remember enough of the details for this to be an actual thing, but, like, on t- on Reddit or Twitter or something, just, like, two weeks ago, there was some video circulating around of some guy recording himself playing a game with his friends, and he, like, I think meant to click, like, exit match or something. He just meant to click something normal, but he accidentally misclicked, and it was, like, thank you for your purchase. He bought, <laughs> like, a ton of coins for that game or whatever. Like, that's, that's fucking crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah. That's so scummy. That's disgusting. And yeah. I don't know if this will actually change anything, but I'd like to think it'll maybe make developers a little bit less inclined to do that. But they probably make more money from those than they are losing from people not playing these games. Yeah, so, almost definitely. The frustrating thing about it, though, and I won't get into the big like loot box issue because that could be an hours long conversation, is what I've read is that most of the reason this is such a huge practice is is not because of the average person with kids buying a bunch of things it's because of a small handful of people with way too much money to be ethical just buying a ton of shit because they can like it's actually a very small minority of people it's my understanding who use these things and it's just i don't know it's all crazy it's uh whales not necessarily like a small minority that uses them in general but it's it's a small minority that drives the problem yeah that makes the difference and they and they do call them whales yeah and and like if you have your random mobile game and you have 14 players that spend three thousand dollars a month that's all you need so it's like if they drive away half of their market but they also garner a handful of whales it's worth it in the end because one of those is worth thousands of sales mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's yeah especially if you're creating a game with a living update schedule where you're going to be keeping people coming back and continue games of the service yeah to do it yeah i mean heck I, I i read a story just this morning uh about destiny 2 and they had their player base place player base clamoring for a long time to have some kind of content that would challenge their skills as players because a lot of it has to do in 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 destiny 2 if you don't know with uh running the same content time and time and time and time again just beating it over and over and over to up your numbers to get better loot from it you know to just kind of roll the dice over and over and see what happens and this popular streamer whose name i think was like glad 
was it at the um part of this part of this conversation about wanting there to be content that would require multiple attempts to complete as opposed to just doing it over and over and so destiny uh developers bungie introduced this new dungeon that is like of the highest difficulty and you complete it once and when you've completed it you get some kind of badge for completing it but there isn't it doesn't work on the same loot table as the rest of the game so you don't get constantly re-rolling rewards and straight up a ton of the streamers that had been clamoring for this basically just dropped out and said i'm not even going to play it i just don't care if there's no loot why should i even bother with it and so it, I really honestly think it gets to a point, and I think that's a good example, where it gets to a point where, like, the drive of these games doesn't even have to do with the mechanics. It's purely, like, this, like, Skinner box rotation of getting the next thing. And if you tap your players into that mindset and sneak loot boxes in there, I mean, you're in the money. Yeah. 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 Speaking of in the money, we are out of the time. Out of the time. I did my best. Um, but if it you worked, want... It worked. Yeah. If you want to uh, get in touch with us, send us things you think are interesting, ask us a question, you know, do whatever. Um, send us an email at emeraldgamescast at gmail.com. Um, uh-huh. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. We have a Twitter page where we uh, can get in touch with, and that is O-D-E Gamecast. That's <sighs> at O-D-E Gamecast. You can read our informative tweet about Monster World 4's Pepelagoose. Yes, Pepelagooses. There may be other tweets. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more. If you forgot if you forgot what they are, you can read the tweet. Absolutely, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, get in touch with us there. Send us things that you want us to talk about or things you think are interesting. Um, and we'd be happy to, to hear from you and get in touch. Yep. And I've been Nolan, with me has been... Still reeling over when my grandpa asked me what platform I play Red Dead Redemption on, aka <laughs> Janelle. And? Uh, I'm Alex. Are you going to squat up with your grandpa and go out onto the, uh, play some multiplayer with, I'm, your, with your paw? I'm sorry, it's it's called Posse Up. Oh, we were going to Posse Up and maybe, maybe. That sounds he, awesome. He, he, was, he was talking to her and... I was playing Doom in the background, and he said, "What's your, what's your boyfriend playing?" And she told him Doom, and and he was like, "Oh, does he have a an x86 emulator?" It's been a long time, Grandpa. Yep. You've been around the block a couple times, but. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. thanks for listening, That's everybody. Great. I I, I want to posse up with your grandpa. Let's posse up Can with your grandpa. Can we all posse up with your grandpa? Yeah. Listeners, if you want to posse up with Janelle's grandpa, email us. <laughs> <laughs> We'll make it happen. my grandpa at... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's been the Emerald Games, guys. Come back next week. Stay safe. Talk about... Play some games. We'll be here next week. Wear a mask. Yeah. Go play Journey. Go play Uncharted 2. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here.